Grace, mercy, and the peace of God our Father and our Lord and Savior Jesus be and abide with us this day as we remember people who have gone before us and celebrate the lives of saints. Amen. It is All Saints Day, and um, today in our reading from Revelation chapter 7, John had this vision of of heaven, of the throne room of God, of people gathered around that throne. And, and beginning today and over the next few weeks, we're going to talk about visions and prophecies um, regarding the end and judgment and eternity and what that looks like. It's 2020. And has there ever been a, a Halloween where the vast majority of people had masks on before this year? We had the event yesterday, and a lot of uh, families were driving through, and so uh, you know they're putting their windows down so we could hold the trays out so they could take bags of candy um, for the kids. And then I was visiting with the drivers, and sometimes with the with the children, and saying hello. And a lot of people wearing masks, and a lot of a lot of costumes, which was fun. There were a few um, who were driving through, and I I asked one uh, young person, probably I don't know. 10, 11 years old, something. What's your costume? I'm a student. (laughs) Just regular clothes, which was fine, too. It's a strange year. Most of the times as we dress up for Halloween, um, we're choosing characters. Books or movies, TV shows, even video games, superheroes, sometimes something humorous. Um, we have a neighbor, and uh, I don't know, it was like a week ago. They must have had a costume party, a pre-Halloween costume party that they were going to go to or host or something. And he came by our house looking for his kids because our kids um, wondered if, he, if I knew where his kids were, if, uh, if Drew was home, because oftentimes they're hanging out together somewhere in the neighborhood. Uh, I hadn't seen his kids, but then I was looking at him kind of curious because he had a costume on. And... Um, he had a sign on his chest that said, I'm a chicken. And a, f- a f- uh, cord from a phone, like, on his neck, and he was wearing a blue shirt and, and blue jeans. And I looked at him like, this is a weird costume. He said, think about it. I'm, a, I'm an entree. Oh, your chicken cord on blue. It was a groaner. It was kind of a dad joke costume. Actually, if you're uh, connected with us on social media, you saw that yesterday um, we as a family kept our annual tradition, which is to have a thematic costume um, for the family. And so we had um, an Aladdin theme this year, which was a lot of fun to do. So we had an Aladdin and a Jasmine. I was Jafar, which um, involves a black robe and a hat that kind of fits like this. with some decorations on it, and um, had a couple animals, an Abu and a Raja. If you haven't seen the movie, um, bear with me just for a moment. <laughs> it's a cute little movie. It's actually from the 1990s um, that it's been out, the, car- the animated version, a, a live action with Will Smith as the genie, um, came out in 2019. Drew was the genie, which was pretty fun. Um, I was Jafar, like I said, and so I had the hat on and the black robe, and I'm out here in the parking lot yesterday for the event. I, I had my costume on, 
as people are coming through. So I was, I was participating as well in the costume, and um, I heard somebody in a car as they're pointing to me, go see Jafar, he'll give you the next clue. Um, I heard somebody, one of the drivers or somebody in the car say, oh, I thought he was the Pope, <laughs> which was pretty funny. Yeah, I, I thought about wearing the hat today. Um, in fact, when we were making it, it was, it was kind of a joke around the house before we had all the decorations on, and it was just that shape. Yeah, this could be, this could be the, like the high priest hat. Um, so maybe we'll bring it back as the high priest hat sometime. This scene that John sees in Revelation 7, this vision of heaven in the throne room of God, John sees the saints in heaven. There's a multitude around the throne, and Revelation 7, verse 9 said this way, After this I looked, and behold, a great multitude that no one could number from every nation, from all tribes and peoples and languages, standing before the throne and before the Lamb, clothed in white robes with palm branches in their hands. They have an attire on so that they, as individuals, aren't seen, but it's not a costume. Yesterday was about costumes and masks and changing our appearance to look like other things. These saints around the throne, they look different, everyone wearing the white robe, but it's not a costume. It's not a masquerade. It's an identity that God has given them. There's a diversity in this crowd as well. No one can number this, this multitude around the throne. Earlier, there's the whole counting and the numbers in the 144,000. John gets to this section, and we know there's not a limit. There's not a limit that we could number anyway. There's a multitude no one could number, and it's every nation, every people, every language, a diversity that we don't see very often. And all clothed in these white robes. And these robes are washed white in the blood of the Lamb. We learn that a few verses later in verse 14. That the robe that these saints are wearing around the throne is made white through the blood of Jesus shed on the cross. That is the appearance of people around the throne of God. And everyone is the same. All clothed in the white robe. Not some in one appearance and some in another. Everyone together united in this, that faith in Jesus through his blood shed is what has cleansed them from their sin. And they're celebrating and worshiping God. Verses 10 and 12 talk about it this way. Crying out with a loud voice, salvation belongs to our God who sits on the throne and to the Lamb. Moving to verse 12, amen, blessing and glory and wisdom and thanksgiving and honor and power and might be to our God forever and ever, amen. Maybe you want to break into the hallelujah chorus now or, or another song that captures those words and celebrates with these same saints and sings the song of heaven, this praise of the Lord. This is the church triumphant. That's the name that we give to, to the, the saints gathered in heaven, the church triumphant, because their lives are completed. They've reached the destination, or at least the stopover. We talked in our Bible class a few weeks ago about 
about what the Bible says about, about death and this heavenly interim state, looking forward to the day of resurrection. So the people that John is seeing gathered around the throne of God are in this interim time. The church triumphant because, well, this is what life is like now. Verses 16 and 17. Now they shall hunger no more, neither thirst any more. The sun shall not strike them nor any scorching heat. For the lamb in the midst of the throne will be their shepherd. And he will guide them to springs of living water and God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. It's All Saints Day, so we remember those who have gone before us. I've conducted a few memorial services and funeral services this year, the most recent of which was just two days ago. On Friday, we remembered the life um, of Amanda Tritton, celebrated her faith. At a small graveside ceremony, if you remember Amanda, she sat back here about where I think Donna is sitting, and she wore, uh, often wore a big hat. That was Amanda. A couple years ago, she had had a fall, so she hasn't been able to be with us. Well, for the last seven months, we haven't been able to be with us. Um, but that's who she was, and I learned things about her from her son and learned things about her at her funeral service, socially distanced, outdoor event that we had to celebrate her faith and remember her life. There have been others as well. Just before things shut down, Aurora Nario's memorial service was at Skylawn over uh, at the peak of the hill, looking over toward Half Moon Bay. And I learned things about your mom, uh, Aurora, while uh, we were having that event and, and connected that to her faith and her life. And the beginning of 2020 is when Sue Hine passed away. And so we shared some moments. Actually, that's the last one that was here in the room. Besides those, there have been extended family, friends, and people whom we know who have gone before us. And not just this year, but even looking back over our lives, there are people we can remember. There are people whose lives we have celebrated, lives who have impacted ours, connections that we've made in life that are broken by death but lives that have impacted ours, faithful people who have gone before. So we mourn our loss, but we rejoice in their identity in Jesus, their triumph. That's why it's the church triumphant. They are now in the presence of the Lord. We believe in the communion of saints. That's part of our confession of faith, part of the creed. Today we use the song, this, is, this I believe, to, to sing our, well, or hum or whisper, sing somehow, our confession of faith. The song captured it this way, I believe in the saints' communion. The creed that we often confess, the Apostles' Creed says, I believe in the communion of saints. What does that mean? It means that people around the throne of God the church triumphant, are gathered there, and as we gather here, we are in communion with them. Hebrews chapter 12, 
begins with these words in verse 1. Therefore, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, that immediately follows the great faith chapter of Hebrews 11 that talks about the faith of those people in the Bible who have gone before and have laid the foundation for what was to come. The hymn, the church's one foundation, talks about that, about Jesus is the foundation and there are people who build on that foundation. That hymn has these words, with mystic sweet communion of those whose race is one. The cloud of witnesses, they have entered the church triumphant and we are united with them in Christ by faith, connected with those saints because we are the saints on earth. Do you feel like a saint? Because of our sinfulness, we might, we might think, I, I don't know. I'm not sure about that. I'm not sure about that title. We might, we might deny that identity. Because some think that saints are those who have died in Christ, and so we have to wait. There's the whole process of sainthood that, that uh, is celebrated and, and marked in the Roman Catholic Church. And that tradition has kind of leaked out so that our understanding, our thought of who saints are, are people who have died only. So we can't be saints yet. That's, that's the impression that we often have, that we couldn't be saints because we're still living. Or we think of saints as those who have lived perfect lives, or at least better than average. I would think of better than, probably better than me, in order to be sainted, who've made an impact and, and made a difference. Even, you know, miracles have happened, etc., and there's qualifications for that. And I look at my life and I think, I'm, am I qualified? But here's the reality. People of faith in Jesus are saints today, right now. You and I, through faith in Jesus, are saints of God in this world. Because God gives us a new identity. 2 Corinthians 5.17 puts it this way. Any, for if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away, the new has come. We're made new. We're given the robe of righteousness already in this life to wear. So those same robes that John sees in, on the saints gathered around the throne made white in the blood of the Lamb, we wear the robe of righteousness in our lives today. We're made right by the grace of God alone. So it's not something I've done that makes me a saint. It's not something I've accomplished or a difference that I've made that qualifies me to be considered a saint. It's only faith in Jesus. Because through baptism, God claims us and gives us this new identity through the work of the Spirit connecting us. Jesus did it for us. Our sins are forgiven. We're perfect in his sight. We're redeemed and clothed in his righteousness. And we are part of the church militant. We heard that word militant, and we maybe picture people like marching. And, um, you know, depending on what, uh, what image you have in your head, maybe it's some goose steps or some, you know, 
know, articulated marching, or maybe, you know, more straightforward or simpler, I guess. I don't know. I don't know what you picture when you hear the word militant. Or you, you imagine, you know, militant people who are, you know, lining up with a cause because they're so militant about that. The church militant is connected to a cause. It's the cause of Christ. And we're engaged in a battle, a spiritual warfare. We are on the front lines of that. Because the enemy is still fighting. 2,000 years ago, it was finished. But the enemy still fights against God's people, against God's saints. And so we are engaged in this warfare as the church militant. That's who we are. That's our identity. Clothed in the righteousness of Christ, given this purpose and identity, and still engaged in the fight against the enemy, against the devil, against the deceiver, the tempter, the one who seeks to pull us away, and strip us of that robe and that identity that we've been given in Christ so we are engaged in this battle. It affects how we live as we are living our lives as saints. As we live life as saints, we run the race with endurance. This is how Hebrews 12.1 continues. We're surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses. So let us lay aside every weight and sin which clings so closely and run with endurance the race that is set before us. Sometimes endurance is hard. This year has been a lot about endurance, it seems. Because there seems like there's just been compounding issues, right? I mean, I'm looking out at a sea of faces of people wearing masks, face coverings, because of the coronavirus and this pandemic that's affecting us, affecting livelihood, affecting education, affecting travel, affecting our gatherings. What are you doing for Thanksgiving? I don't know. <laughs> Can you gather? I don't know. We actually plan to travel and visit some friends for Thanksgiving and we're hoping this is still going to be all right. And it's impacted so many parts of our lives. And how do you celebrate birthdays? And, well, your funeral service has to be outside, and it has to be, you know, no more than 60 people, and you have to stay six feet apart, and you have to wear face cover, you have to, have to, have to. Ugh. Fatigue is setting in for a lot of people in the culture, and so people are kind of throwing off that weight. Oh, I'm not going to do it anymore. Have you seen people who just act like they don't care? saying they're over it. <laughs> doesn't quite work that way. Right. And we're in this election cycle that's contentious and difficult and, oh, what's going to happen with our country? And how do we choose between these two primary candidates? Or what do you do with the others? Kanye West is on the ballot as a vice presidential candidate. That's kind of a shock. No, I heard about it, but still, to see the name. And the endurance of protests and the, the tension in our culture and in the cities, the unrest between ethnicities and all of that that's happening. And it, wow, what's going on in this world and in our nation and in our culture and even in our communities? It takes endurance. 
for us to continue to move forward in faith when it seems like the world is against us and life is complicated. And then there's all the things that aren't related to culture and society and pandemic and politics. It's our own stuff, right? It's our own changes in life and our own complications that we might have that are completely separate from those things that seem to compound, add up, where we're burdened and we're stressed and we're facing difficulties. So running with endurance, the race marked out for us can be so hard. But it's the calling of all of us who believe to follow God's plan, to listen to the voices of faithful people, and to keep running. Gina ran cross-country and track when she was in middle school. She got to high school and marching band took over everything. Well, until this year. (laughs) But when she was in middle school, she ran uh, cross-country and track. And I remember um, going to some of the meets and being, you know, along a fence or someplace. And as she went by, yelling to her, hoping that she could hear even just a little, as she continued to run. That's what the saints are doing. Encouraging us with silent voices. Encouraging us to continue to run, to put one step forward, to put one foot in front of the other, to continue to move forward in faith with endurance and hope and expectation of what is yet to come for us. So we run with endurance. We live according to our calling as well. According to the calling, according to the grace of God that has been given to us and the the resources he's provided to us and the opportunities that he's given us, we live according to that calling. Not perfectly, because we don't claim that it's our works, but by the grace of God, pursuing those things that he's prepared in advance for us to do. Endeavoring to stay on track, to trust in his leading and keep his commands and carry out the good that he wants from us and for us. That's living according to our calling as saints. And we also share life as saints. Because our communion is more about, is, is about more than the Lord's Supper. We talk about it that way, right? That next week we will have communion. We have communion today. We're connected and in communion with one another through faith in Jesus. And so we live that out through our fellowship, through our relationships, through our connections that we have. We should be connected with one another's lives as we encourage each other as living saints to keep running with endurance. We're connected with one another as we share this life of faith. We support one another, we encourage one another, we bear each other's burdens, and we celebrate each other's joys. Saints of God, this is life together. This is life lived out by faith. This is running the race, the endurance that's required of us. With that endurance, let's keep running. Hearing the voice of the The cloud of witnesses, the saints that have gone before, encouraging one another 
Let's live as the saints of God. Amen.